Hey guys, welcome back to the Ikecast. This is Chris, and I'm with my co-host, as always, Ike. Hey guys, thanks for joining us. So, um, Chris, I'm going to apologize for us not being able to do our path, our podcast on um, Saturday. I was um, at um, you know some events that uh, happened over a two-day period, and so this is the earliest. So I appreciate you having patience with me, and I appreciate. Uh, all of you guys who are tuning in to having some patience with me as well. Uh, we are one day late in doing this podcast. So just wanted to put that out there before we dive into the war room. Yeah, all right. Uh, nevertheless, let's just jump straight into it. I mean, this week, there's a lot of stuff that came out this week. And I think one of the things I really want to focus on is particularly what's been going around and sort of building momentum uh, around the coronavirus, that being uh, the lab leak theory. Right. There is, um, yeah, the, this sort of thing has been floated around for a while, ever since the beginning. And, and, you know, for the most part, it sounded like, you know, like conspiracy theory movie sort of, sort of nonsense. Right. You know, like uh, the virus escaped from a lab, it, it broke containment and then and then infected the planet. Right. That, that sounds like something you'd come out of a movie. Right? right. However, there is some sort of compelling evidence to at least, I would argue, start maybe investigating maybe if there's any validity to it. Um, And I think what really got the ball rolling on this was the recent Freedom of Information Act requests on um, Anthony Fauci. Right. Yeah. So, like... Well, that's the great thing about America, Chris, is that we have something called the Freedom of of Information Act that does allow us to do this. Yeah, I mean, it was, you know, these are emails as part of his role at, you know, in a government agency, right? So it, it, they're all fail game. They're 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 all technically public, uh, you know, ready for public consumption. So right. yeah, I mean, so these emails came out, and uh, what can I say? The the gist of it is that there is there is and there has been knowledge of money that has been given in, in a very. I want you to explain it, but essentially in a yeah. roundabout way. So, so go ahead. So, um, what what's happened over the, this last week? You know, uh, Senator Rand Paul and Anthony Fauci went head to head again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, um, I just a side note. I feel like Rand Paul has it in for uh, Fauci from the very beginning. But what uh, what the disagreement they had um, this past week was on uh, about six hundred thousand dollars in U.S. grant money that was. That made its way to the Wuhan Institute of Virology, but it, it, where it speculated that uh, COVID-19 may have been developed. And again, keyword here is speculated, mm-hmm. okay? Because again, um, investigation and research still needs to be done and it's ongoing. So, but that's actually not what happened. So what happened was in 2014, NIH awarded a grant to a US-based um, research group called the EcoHealth Alliance to study the risk of future, uh, you know, the future emergence of uh, coronavirus from bats. It was put on hold. So the research was put on hold. And then in 2019, it was, I think, renewed. The project was renewed for another five years. And then it was completely canceled in April 20 when we were in the, in the heart of, you know, COVID-19 three months after the first case of the coronavirus. Now, what uh, Eco, so EcoHealth had gotten, I think 3.7 million in funding over a six year period. Mm-hmm. They distributed or gave the Wuhan Institute of Virology 600,000 um, as a collaborator on, a pro- on the project to mm-hmm. investigate, um, you know, the risk of, of um, a more COVID SARS type of um, viruses that are being leaked, yeah. uh, or you know that could that you know we, that would result in a pandemic. And part of the part of the whole um, discussion is a concept that I think most of us don't understand or know about because we're not in the research side of things. But it's a gain of function research, which we'll come back to what what that is. Yeah. Right. Um, and what. Wuhan, um, so what the Wuhan Institute of Virology was supposed to study, they're studying uh, bat coronaviruses for years, 
and you know the potential to infect humans so the question is whether and, and, and you know and they use like um i'm going to use some you know scientific terminology please don't ask me to explain them um do uh, your you know go online go gotta love google you can research this stuff mm-hmm. um and this is from fatcheck.org by the way but they were studying the zoonotic transfer, which is you know, transference of a, or transmission of a virus from an animal to a human. Yeah. Right? Which is what happened with SARS and MERS in 2003 and 2012. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and you know, both of those viruses, it's believed had started in bats, transmitted um, to humans through a intermediary Right, so I think for SARS it was raccoons, raccoon dogs, or something like that, and yeah. for MERS it was camels, right? Yeah. So, so the suspicion is that because the Wuhan Institute of Virology, where a lot of this research was being done, was in Wuhan, which is the origin of the COVID nineteen, right? There's a lot of conspiracy theories, speculation that it started out of this. Um, out of this um, this facility, but again, keep in mind um, we don't know for sure, right? Yeah. And even um, I think um, when Rand Paul was in, you know, was on Fox News, he said that it we don't know for sure, but it still needs to be investigated. Be investigated. Which I don't think nobody, I don't think anybody's saying you shouldn't be investigated. But here's here's the thing: is that. Um, Research was also being done in uh, North Carolina on um, on COVID or the the SARS virus, right? COV two, and part of the, and they weren't doing gain of function. And I I think you know this is where you get into the weeds. Uh, what I've read is majority don't believe it was gain of function, right? Mm-hmm. The the funding wasn't for gain of function, but of course, do what you can to discredit. I think. Uh, Dr. Fauci as much as possible. He was the head of the department. Now, there's some emails as well, which Chris, I, I want you to talk about, right? Um, when we get to that, but but basically, um, you know, the what the what the researchers or the the lab in North Carolina said was that if they hadn't been doing the research that they had. Um, on the effects of um, of SARS, we wouldn't have been in a position to, we being the United States, wouldn't have been in a position to get a, you know get ahead of it and uh, start looking at eliminating uh, what may or may not work in order for them to develop the COVID nineteen vaccine at the accelerated rate that they did. Okay, yeah. so. But going back to so the but the question remains: Where did COVID? You know, you know how did COVID nineteen um, was it created? How did it come to be? And then what is this gain of function research that majority of us who don't do scientific research know about? And gain of function is it's a term that's used. And basically what it does is it's a type of research that, you know, what they do is they, scientists manipulate pathogens to make them possibly more infectious to see, you know, they're, you know, um, to make them more infectious and see if uh, humans would be vulnerable to those infections right so yeah it, 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 they're it, making it, viruses more powerful for the, for the sake of examining how they would work in a right. pandemic style situation right like they they feel if they can control it right they can you know see how it worked and it would better help them figure out how to fight and stop certain pandemics now right. while in theory that's fine what it does in mean real applicability yeah. it isn't fine because what it means is you know they may create something which we can, we cannot, um, you know, we wouldn't be in a position to be able to respond to. It sort of reminds me of Chris, um, Planet of the Apes. 
Yeah, it very yeah the, the 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 new one, especially where they created that yeah, virus. Yeah, the new yeah. one. And that's the one I'm talking about. Is the yeah. new one where it was created, the virus was created and got transmitted between uh, humans. Yeah, right? it's also like the whole, it's also the same under um, twelve monkeys. That was the the premise behind twelve monkeys too, was it was one individual that ended up infecting the world, and then there was like chaos. Yeah, uh, no, absolutely, absolutely. I think that um, I think that foundationally, what we have to remember, right, is that this research. Can you imagine like anything other than this that as dangerous? Like, like it's one of those things. No, like, don't don't research AIs. Don't create bioweapons. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like those are like the baseline stuff of of what I think constantly. It's like that movie logic, right? Like, why did you guys do something so stupid? Right? right? Why would right. you do something so stupid? And then, you know, you see, like, oh, that's why. Um, yeah, uh, right. So, you know, the, the thing is, Chris, I mean, here, here's the viruses mutate, right? You're going to have natural mutations, right? Why are you, I mean, we are now in the age of technology where I think you could do models of mutations, you know, if you put in your parameters without having to actually do them and that this might be naive of me to say it this way because again i'm not i'm not an expert on medical research yeah i mean it doesn't matter it's the 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 risk right the risk of potentially you know allowing this kind of event from this kind of event of occurring right and while we don't have any proof that the the wuhan research uh you know lab um was responsible for you know this 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 coronavirus right um there is calls for investigation and i think i think it is safe to say that this virus started in china right Uh, yeah i think that's undisputed exactly and now we you know it's like we have a virology lab there right we know that they were looking at bat-based coronaviruses we know money went 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 there the all right and i don't trust the chinese not to do gain of function you know, that's that's like the, the foundational bit. It's like it. This is not something that I trust. You know the you know the Communist Party not to to, to look into for nefarious or non nefarious means. I can understand that. So, uh, I think you know um, scientists who work in this environment they use the gain of function methodology um, or type of virology. Right. I, I think I think for them, it's like, look, we're trying to extrapolate, you know, what could possibly happen and um, have the framework in place in order for us to pivot pretty fast in terms of getting um, getting out a vaccine. But, um, you know, I I think it, 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 let's take a look at the flu, right? The flu happens every season. Uh, you get a flu shot. It's usually a cocktail. What they anticipate is going to be the different types of strains, right? That that's yeah. really what the flu shot is, right? Yeah. Um, and and each year it changes. There's this like mutation. They're able to they extrapolate as much as possible. You know, uh, flu shot plus your own immunity should be able to fight it, right? Yeah. Um, I don't. Under- I guess I. If you know that the mutation is going to happen naturally, I, I don't understand why you have to try to duplicate or replicate it. Or, and, and, and with the gain of function, I think it's they what they do is they they make the strains stronger to see how they can do it. But the thing is, something in a lab created in a lab, you know, something created in a lab. I think when you put it outside because you can't duplicate the environment of the world within a lab right 100 yeah. when you put it in like a no holds barred environment like the rest of the world i think you're going to see um an explosion um and it's you know it's only going to be a matter of time before it becomes uh, extremely deadly this is when this is when it, you know the game um, you know, function type of virology research, right? That that's my opinion. Again, I'm not a scientist. I don't do this type of research, but that's just my opinion about it. Uh, yep. So, 
if we know these strains possibly are happening in in the world, right? I mean, I don't understand why you can't use models and why you have to actually use the real. I mean, at some point, you're, I know you're going to have to test it out. I mean, that's where the tri clinical trials come in when it comes to vaccines yeah. and, and, and stuff like that, right? But I think you can identify it based on what's already out there. I, I, I think know. I I think that, you know, I think there there must be other methods and they yeah. may be less effective, but they're not as dangerous. And right. So the question is, you know, um, effectiveness versus um, the exposure to the human race. Exactly. And what can I say? It, this is... I don't think this is a story of like, you know, Fauci's level of complicity or, or foolishness or anything like that. I think this is more just an indication of just of this type of research and why it needs to be stopped. Right. Right. And um, while we don't well, have any indication think... of that occurring inside the Wuhan lab, I think yeah. that there needs to be investigations. Um, right. That's as far as I'm willing to go. I don't think I don't think they're, you know, that, you know, we need to 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 you know start hanging people now right we need to right. know for sure right and so and i also feel you know what this is not this is not something that need you know needs to be must be politicized i, I to me it's just like come on guys like really you're gonna now politicize this uh, i agree with you there has to be research and uh, independent research and I'm going to say that the WHO, um, in my opinion, is not an independent research uh, organization. Yeah, I think anymore, uh, their right? whole... I mean, they lost their credibility. Yeah, um, I, I think they their, their, their credibility, their reputation has been dealt a severe blow due to their... Um, due, due to their... I think they're really just their, their stance on Taiwan, right? The, how much they're willing to sort of like kowtow, you know, with, with the Chinese party. Right. I, I definitely think that they've 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 harmed their reputation in that sense. Absolutely. Yeah, and so I, I think you know what anything that any of their findings would be suspect, in my opinion. Like I, I it, for me, they would be suspect. Mm -hmm. I couldn't, um, but um, you know, I think um, they've been looking. They, you know, they've been. I think you know. Um, Fox News, Tucker Carlson, um, Rand Paul. I think they've been looking for ways to bring down Anthony Fauci, and I think this is it. Now, leading to the Anthony Fauci, um, under the Freedom of Information Act, I think it was the Washington Post did a FOIA, uh, uh, did a FOIA request, and FOIA stands for Freedom of Information Act. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, so they did a FOIA request, and they. Gained access to uh, Dr. Fauci's emails, and in Dr. Fauci's emails, um, there's communications between Dr. Fauci and um, uh, his, I think, Chinese counterpart, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, but th these are normal sorts of emails, right? Uh, it does show a little bit of, you know, you know, nicety, but I think that's just how you do things, right? Yeah, I mean. If you're, you know, if you need to get ahead of this, you're going to say, yo, assholes, what the fuck did you do? Right. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, that's not, that's not how you're going to get the information. Be like, look, we need to, what, what does your research say? This is what our research says. And I think that's one of the reasons why we were able to, you know, um, or I wouldn't say we, because you and me did nothing. Right. Yeah. Um, I think the reason why, um, pharma biotech was able to develop the vaccines at an accelerated rate um, was because of these global communications. Yeah, I, I definitely think that um, when you look at it in the, in the scheme of things that, you know, like there needs to be a lot more, you know, coordination and cooperation. And the reason why this thing got so bad was, in my opinion, because China didn't coordinate, Did, didn't yeah, cooperate, did. didn't, didn't, you know, let everyone know didn't start the process you know it, it's it's chernobyl level of incompetence right well and what can i say this should well, be china's it, chernobyl Chris, is it, yeah i agree with you it should be china's chernobyl but is it incompetence or indifference uh either or right well equally, either equally or, as terrible 
equally as terrible, but if you're incompetent, that means you've, you're not, you know, why you've gotten yourself in a situation that you just can't see your way out of, right? Um, that's different from intentionally, because, you know, doing it intentionally, there's a level of depravity, depravity that isn't, the depravity that's there that isn't there when it's incompetence. True. So it's not this, in my opinion, it's not the same. Uh, there's a difference, right? Yeah, but, I, I can agree to that. Uh, but nevertheless, yeah. nevertheless, you know, malice or or foolishness, right? We're we're, we're stuck in this mess. Yeah, and here's and the thing is that you know what, um, it, this this whole matter does need to be investigated, mm-hmm. and I don't think it's um, it is be. Uh, and again, it has to be an independent body, right? Um, that's doing it. Interestingly enough, you know, um, Chris, that I don't know if this is. So I was um, listening to a. Um, I, I don't even know um, what was on YouTube, but it was interesting because it was. They're talking about the, the supply chain, mm-hmm. right? What's going on? Because if you look at it. Um, where things are opening up, but we still have shortages in certain areas, right? Mm-hmm. So the, they looked at, you know, why are there shortages? And um, they're talking about the, the shipping lines and the, uh, the, the <coughs> movement of um, goods. Yeah. And part of it was, I think, um, last year, or maybe this year, um, bubble tea, uh, Somebody in, uh, you know, it was a, a tea shop in, I think, the West Coast and um, said that they'd run out of um, a component for their bubble tea and they had to figure out other um, other ways to make it, right? Mm-hmm. And I haven't had bubble tea. I'm not sure what it is, but uh, so uh, please don't ask me, Chris. Okay. Um, but, <laughs> but they went back. So this, this particular channel youtube channel they looked at okay what could have caused them why do we still have these right and it was an issue of the supply chain so first it was the factory said shut down right yeah but the factories now have started to to move it, it have ramped up production um and the you know so products are shipped in containers they come to the west coast la um and I think there's South Beach, I think was the name of the other port. Seattle has a huge port, but normally um, these container ships uh, in the ports, they're possibly just there for maybe two days maximum offloading containers, right? And the containers are then shipped out of the port uh, once they pass through customs and go out into the re- distribute to the rest of the country that's typically how it works in terms of timeline so it's a it's a compounding effect what's what ha- ended up happening was because in some because of the lockdowns the shutdowns there wasn't full capacity as well so those container ships that had um you know would maybe be sitting in the port for two days ended up being shitting uh, sitting there for like 12 days, 10 days, 12 days, right? Yeah. So it takes them 10 days to get there. And then they're sitting in a port for 10 days. And typically what will happen is they will take containers, you know, uh, or goods that are manufactured in the U.S. back to the east, right? So they're going back and forth, right? So you're going to have full containers, fully full capacity. And... So, for example, if you had, but what's happening is if you have 100 containers going to the U.S. at the port, um, they're sitting there for about 10, 12 days. And then the containers that they're taking from the U.S. back is 40. So they're at 40% capacity, right? So what's happening is now you're sending 100% containers, but you're getting only 40 back. That means you can only ship 40 containers. So you're, so um, China's, uh, and the manufacturing on the east, the the number of containers they can use are now diminishing. Okay, so that's one part of the the logistics. I, I really thought this was really interesting. And then you're at the port, 
and to move the containers out you have to you move them out on trucks well guess what there's a shortage of truck drivers in the u.s now and they can't yeah and they cannot they can't keep up with because there's a shortage the containers aren't getting moved fast enough to go to um you know the distribute to their distribution centers or warehouses wherever they need to go empty them out and bring them back so you have this compound effect of all of these items that are starting to affect the supply chain right and on top of that then you have the whole idea like so a lot of the things that are there's if I'm noticing, you know, TVs that were like five, six hundred dollars last year, they're like eight, nine hundred this year. Yeah. So this this huge. And same with computers, right? Same yeah. with chips. Like they said that there's a there's a um, when it comes to computer chips, there's um, um, there's a shortage. Yeah, that's something that definitely I've been feeling, right? Like I've been trying to build a, a new computer recently for for my own. I've been uses. trying to get the new Xbox and I can't get it. <laughs> Believe it or not, they went on sale in Canada. There was uh, they had them at the Microsoft store for like a minute. Okay, so I'm gonna tell you, Chris. When you see it, you gotta pick me up one. Okay, if I see it again, I'll pick. I'll pick. I'll pick up one. Please. Did you like I, sign up to the whatever lottery system that they have going on? I have not. I guess I should do that too, right? Yeah, just whatever it takes at this point. I mean, the they they keep on saying that the supply is only gonna get worse. Yeah. So. And, and it's this is all a compound effect and just think about this you know the first so if you think about it you know the first week two weeks the containers going back and forth they might have been at you know um 80 percent 100 coming 80 going back and then it's 100 coming and 60 going back <laughs> at some point there's going to be there isn't going to be enough containers to put products in to come and that's going to result in shortages. So this is a, this is a, uh, what do you call a weakness in the supply chain? Like that I think needs to, uh, they're, they're going to start really looking at and addressing. I thought that was really interesting the way they Just the way it turned it. out. Yeah, yeah I just mean. just the way it turned out. It, it seems so like strange to me, you know? Yeah. Um, but what can I say? Like the, the, the supply chain being what it is, it just makes perfect sense, doesn't it? It does. It makes a lot of sense because I was just thinking, like, what? I don't get it. Like, if, if you know, the factories are opening up, you know, if production has opened up, um, vaccinations are happening, why, why do we still have this? Um, why do we still have this? And, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's crazy uh, what, you know, what happened last year how it continues to impact us yeah it's like we're in this weird cascade of like you know just trying to stave off the you know the bad effects of 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 all of this right yeah uh what can yeah. i say i just i hopefully think just it's all about now trying to get back to normal as fast as we can you know through whatever means that they have yeah so what's the um can i ask you uh do you know if the second dosages have been accelerated for vaccines in Canada? Um, yeah. So um, anyone who's gotten their vaccine before 18th of April or is above 70 is eligible to get their second dose uh, right away. They can rebook and get their se second dose right now. Oh, okay. So that's good. So the grandparents can get it done. Yeah, yeah, um, exactly. You know, and people's grandparents can get it done uh, over seventy, and then because most people in Canada, um, uh, the elderly, even above like uh, sixty, got it done before April eighteenth, the first shot, there they should be eligible as well. Okay. All right. Well, that's good to that's good to know because I'm like waiting, waiting for no quarantine restrictions in Canada. Although yeah. here in the U.S., Chris, um, it's slowed down. The vaccine vaccination drive has slowed down. People are no longer getting them, and I don't get it. Um, I mean, vaccine hesitancy has always been an issue, um, 
right but now it's 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 even bigger it's it's more about uh like the people who who don't want it right they're the yeah. ones left you know and it turns out to be a large percentage i mean canada i believe is at over 65 percent first dose uh okay. i think it technically Was, leads the g20 yeah. right now yeah really that's yeah. that's great uh, yeah. here's the thing in new jersey um i think the the last number i saw and that was a couple of days ago so i'm pretty sure it's changed it was 8.2 million single and then i think 4.2 or 4.3 uh, of the of which 4.3 were double uh, okay. they had gotten their second dose right yeah which is pretty good yeah um considering i think new jersey has 8.9 uh, million population yeah no, it's a really good considering, yeah. but uh, one of the things that, um, it's one of those things that I constantly, like, have to tell people, it's, it's the, the United States has a lot of people in it, right? So getting this done is, is a process and a half, right? Yeah. It's going to be a procedure. It's going to be, you know, like this, this large-scale effort. Yeah, unfortunately, we were behind the eight ball when we started. Yeah. Uh, exactly. I mean, the vaccination effort under, you know, the, in those early days under Trump was, was horrendous, right, in 2021. Right. You know, um, we're, we're just now just, I think, like, waiting on, like, you know, really good news. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then did you see that um, uh, Donald Trump was back in the... I heard a lot about Donald Trump, actually. I mean, <laughs> that guy's blog was of uh, big importance this time. Oh, yeah. Didn't they shut down in like a month? Yeah, 29 days, blog shut down. It was garbage. No one would read it. Um, I think it had like 1,500 shares total across all platforms. Really? So nobody was looking at it? Absolutely. No one was examining it. Uh, 1,500 shares is abysmal numbers. That's that's rookie first. That's that, that's not president, you know, numbers. That's rookie, you know. That's not even rookie numbers. Or am I being too harsh, Chris? Uh, it's it's worse. You're right. It's garb. I feel so bad. Like. Well, I, I didn't I didn't look into it, and then I think his daughter-in-law, Lara, is going to be running possibly for a Senate run in North Carolina. He's remember, um, I think Robert Burr from North Carolina. He's he's not going to rerun. He's not going to run again. So we've got an open seat there. Oh yeah, so it makes sense. I mean, the North Carolina and Trump will go together. I believe he won it last time. He did. Yeah. So. Uh, but I don't think it was. Was it with a landslide? I can't. I don't think it was. No, I don't think it was. Yeah, but, I don't think it was. Like, so I think even there, the you know the support is like waning. Yeah, I think yeah. that I think that's a fair assessment. But you know what? Um, they're not going away. No, they're not. And um, I mean, we 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 should have known. Actually, we did know, right? Like we knew after Trump, it wouldn't have ended, and then. Trump sort of escaped the normal curse of, you know, being a president who loses re-election, which is, you know, if you normally lose a re your re-election, you just go away, right? That's sort of it. You never really, your pol your political career is mostly done. You just sort of go away. Trump sort of mm -hmm. skipped all of that by saying, I never lost in the first place. Right. Right. So he, he got he got very clever. He got very effective. Right. So can we, can we touch base on something? Um, reinstatement. He was talking about he's going to get reinstated by us. Oh, yes. There's that huge tricking. It was a New York Times sort of piece that said that Donald Trump behind the scenes is talking to many of his supporters that he will be reinstated in August. Michael Flynn at a conservative, you know, uh, conference, uh, you know, uh, I believe, um, I can't remember where it was, but someone asked a question about why can't a Myanmar um, type situation where they're having a coup d'etat. Uh, the army is taking power there. Um, why can't that happen in in the United States? And Michael Flynn says, you know, there's nothing to say it can't, right? Yeah. And I believe he also said, and it should. Uh -huh. um, right? Him calling for essentially a coup d'etat. <laughs> yeah. 
I, and then he um, and then he backtracked. Yeah, then he backtracked on it. But you know, the recording says it all. It's like it's like no reason it can't, and you know, and it should, right? Mm-hmm. And so yeah, you know, him calling on for uh, like the, these guys, their authoritarian tendencies are coming out now, right? And yeah. then you know, this idea that there's going to and it's this weird far fresh QAnon style idea that there's going to be uh that they're going to you know reinstate the president. Right. Um, in August, like that makes any goddamn sense. <laughs> like I'm trying to, to see the logic in this and it, it doesn't make any yeah. goddamn sense. Like what the hell they're talking about. Right. It, it's just nuts. Uh, at least to me. Yeah, it is nuts. Um, but I'm not surprised. Not at all. Unfortunately, I'm not surprised. Jeez. But that's, that's the state we're in. Yeah, that's the, that's exactly the state we're in. It's just this level of craziness, this level of insanity. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, I'm not sure if you have anything more to add. Um, do you know what? Um, here's the thing. So, we we would normally go into the happy place at this moment, right? However. Not a lot has happened this week in terms of like major entertainment. And then on top of that, of course, you know, Ike had uh, the conference, um, you know, that that prevented a lot of, you know, watching stuff. So um, did we talk about Eternals like the trailer? Um, Yeah, I think. I, yeah, I believe we did. Let, let me guess. Did I say it was garbage? You did. <laughs> yeah. All right. That was in my Well, head. the trailer was. I don't know. Um, yeah. But normally from the trailers right and yeah you can sort of indicate what the mm-hmm. what the what the movies are going to be like Again, yeah i i don't know i hope not um I, but who knows i, I mean do you think uh, mcu has run its course i think that they're in this hard place because Endgame, listen, if Endgame wasn't as great as it was, right? Because Endgame was a perfect, great film, right? It was so good, right? If it wasn't as great as it was, we would we would be clamoring for more. But Endgame did something that was very hard to do. It gave us a really good conclusion to a 22-movie arc, you know? Yeah. It gave a good conclusion. It ended the whole thing. The problem is, is that we're walking into this new into this new phase, right? Which, right. you know, started with what? Like, this new phase started with Spider-Man Homecoming. Oh, sorry, sorry, Far From Home. Yeah. Right? Which was really more of an epilogue to yeah. to everything uh, because it was all about dealing with what, what the aftermath of, of Tony's death. Yeah. Right? And then we really haven't gotten a Marvel movie since. Yeah. Right? The, everything's sort of been put... We were supposed to get Black Widow. Yeah. Right? And Black Widow... Keeps getting pushed. Well, it's coming out soon, but it's also a movie that I, like, I couldn't care... It's it's, it's a prequel film. It takes place before Endgame. So, what's... It's like, okay, so this is not really a phase... This is a... This is not really a phase four film. It's more like a phase three film. Mm Mm-hmm. Right? Because it takes place in the phase three era. Yeah. Right? So, I'm just like, okay, there's not really, like... That's not really interesting. Uh, WandaVision didn't really stick its landing, right? No. Um, Captain, Have you watched any of Loki? I haven't yet. Loki comes out uh, uh, oh, in a couple of days. Oh, it hasn't come in. Okay. Yeah, so that's something that we're definitely going to be talking about day one. Um, but yeah, Captain and the Winter Soldier, while it was good, right, um, had some definite weak points, right? Yeah. Um, and But more importantly, it's... it's okay, so... Th- it doesn't, it's like, I don't really care about the future of this sort of stuff because I felt like they did a good job of ending it, right? Especially yeah. because the aftermath is that it feels like they, they didn't really end anything. And then now, on top of that, it's like, who's going to be the Thanos replacement, right? It's like, where is that thing that's going to arc the series? And yeah. the problem that's now showed up with the Eternals is that if once you have characters like the Eternals who have always been there, you have to now ask the question, where the hell were they during the, you know, half the universe getting destroyed? Well, that that is a question that they're going to have to explain. Yeah, they better have a good Our explanation answer. because yeah. if they don't, then they have a harder time. They're going to have a hard time bringing the mutants in. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because 
the problem you're going to have with the mutants is fundamentally two major issues. Magneto and Wolverine. Yeah. Right? Wolverine's very old, so he's always existed. This is going to be very, very problematic to, 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 to fold in. Magneto's very old. He was, uh, you know, a survivor of World War II and, and a Holocaust survivor. We know the Hydra and, and Nazis existed, and they're looking for powerful people and powerful objects. And they had so no idea. Yeah, yeah, and they had no idea that you know Magneto was you know. In a, in or a, that they were mutants. Yeah, or they were mutants, right? Like, it's well, like, no, because no, 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 no. If you think about um, first class, right? Did when um, Magneto went to find, he was hunting the Nazis. He became a Nazi hunter, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um. But the the doctor that experimented on him, he was also a mutant too. But he was doing the experimentations. On yeah, but uh, people, yeah, but people knew about the mutants, right? Um, and right. then it sort of really comes out in the '60s, right? Like the Nazis knew, like those guys knew about Eric and his abilities, right? Um, it, there's generally like, what can I say? Just you have to now explain those characters in this universe, and yeah. it works when they were always in the universe. It doesn't really work now that you're like, wait, where now they're in the universe? Or, like, how are you going to explain someone like who's old, like, like, like Magneto and like, so, uh, okay, so they might do something like the Snack Cider cut where it's like, oh, it's not canon and then fold it into, I mean, the other, yeah, like, movies. I mean, that, that is a solution. I think they're just going to ditch them all together because that means you can't use Logan, he's dead. Um, Aren't they trying to find a replacement for him, though? There, they are, right? It's so really, Hugh Jackman did such a good job. I, I think it's going to be so hard to find somebody to replace him. Without a doubt, he is. What can I say? You know, in eighteen years that he was playing Wolverine, we had you know, um, what was it? We had, you know, two Batman. Uh, three Spider-Men, yeah. uh, you know, a whole host of everything else, but only one Wolverine. So, <laughs> um, you know, it's like he, he definitely made the role of his own. He played the role for 18 years and had a, a stellar career outside of it. Yeah. So, uh, you know, what can I say? More good on to him, but yeah, it's going to be hard shoes to fill, and I, don't, I have no idea how they're going to do that. That's, that's a process in and of itself. Yeah, I mean, if I was the actor who's, you know, who was selected to fill in those shoes, I'd probably ask to talk to Hugh Jackman first. (laughs) Yeah, and honestly, if I was them, I'd do something completely opposite. I would, like, I would hire someone who's, like, short, (laughs) right? I'd try to go as, you know, comic accurate as you possibly could, right? Just really like there's because you can't do a Hugh Jackman again. It's not yeah. gonna work. You're gonna have to go the other way. You're gonna have to like the problem is is that they can't afford to have Wolverine fail. They can't afford yeah. to recast him, right? So they if they do this, they better get it right. Yeah. Right. Uh, they don't have the opportunity to do a lot of changes, right? Like Thor is a character that consistently had to change because you know yeah. Thor's a shitty character. Um. Uh, Hulk is another character that had to really, really change, right, in yeah. order to work. Um, Thanos had to, you know, like they have to do some serious changes on these characters uh, over time, right? Because you know they started off Thanos as like all he wanted was death, and like you see that in the first Avengers film, and then by the, by the end of it, he only wants to kill half the universe, right? And then flip it in Endgame, he's like, no, I'm going to kill everybody. It's like his his motivation keeps on switching. Um, Right, but you can do that because you know there's there there's this level of evolution and long building up to the characters, right? Like you're not entirely sure. What can I say? Marvel is in a problem right now because they're 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 they have finished a serious milestone, and mm-hmm. the MCU has done something so amazing and impossible, but they they don't have like we're 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 missing like what's coming next, like. I don't. I don't have a lot of uh, interest in what. Like, I'm. I'm interested in the Spider-Man movie, but not because of anything other than the fact that what I'm hearing about it is that it's going to be essentially like a Flashpoint film. 
right? It's going to have, like, Tobey Maguire and, you know, Andrew Garfield and, like, everybody, right? Like, they're just doing right. Flashpoint but with Spider-Man. It's like, that's a great freaking idea, right? Yeah. And so that's what I'm excited for. But it has nothing to do with, like, the Avengers or anything like that. And at the end of this movie, at the end of the Spider-Man movie, he's going back to Sony, right? He's out of the Avengers, right? For now, yeah. at least. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so what can I say? I, I'm... I'm they're in a tough spot and you know if they can you know find a way out of it but the eternals is was not those characters that i think would have been interesting um not to mention like there's some stuff in there that uh when as soon as we watch it we're like sorry we're out right like uh, i'm pretty sure when kumail najiani does his little bollywood dance number you and i are gonna like check out oh my god that's the horrible (laughs) yeah i've already checked out with that one it's just like yeah why couldn't they make him like you know less tropey? Well, it, it it's Marvel. It's like you have to go on very very basic tropes, right? And um, I know there's gonna be like a, a lot of people are like, oh, that's so great. Yeah, people are gonna like He's it. Representing, I, and I'm just like, no. No, it's just like we're not. All, it's like why the Bollywood dance number though? Yeah. Like that's ugh, what can I say? Um, well, you can say a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Chris, I just read that El Salvador is going to be adopting Bitcoin as a legal tender. Uh, well, you know, I don't, I don't see why it's a bad idea. I mean, these guys have a lot of problems. <laughs> so. Yeah, no, no. But the thing is, like, it's uh, the reason why I bring it up is because you know, Bitcoin the last like uh, week has yeah plummeted. Been, yeah. Yep. Yeah, fluctuating yeah. but a lot of it is i think uh, you know um elon musk and stuff like that I think oh yeah the, give him too much credit like why the fuck do they give him so much credit it's because he he one like he comes off as like this like tony stark style individual he's not definitely not um dude you do enough research on him you realize there's a lot of like you know skeletons in that guy's closet right you know like Ethiopia, yeah. you know like like south african you know emerald mines and like horrible like you know like evil conflict diamonds sort of shit in his family right right yeah. like you you dig down and you're like oh well this guy's not really self-made he you know he had a huge freaking boost right 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 um and his and you know it, it's a, it's i think it's a steve Jobs situation people like the guy who comes out there is out in the front but in you know in reality it's like but what like like did you do this it's like no no i'm the idea guy yeah. Right, like that's like it, it. It falls into that same thing. You know, I wasn't the biggest fan of Steve Jobs mainly because I was like, like a week later there was another guy who died who was more important than him for what he did for computers, right? Totally not remembered, right? It's it's it was yeah. about celebrity over actual, you know, achievement. Um, and so yeah, what, you know, Elon Musk is like, what can I say? I I like what he's doing in terms of you know the electric car boom. Right, I you know, uh, it, you know, it took a third party to disrupt the you know the the market for them to finally come out and you know, you know, servicing that part of the market that really needs to be done, and then on top of that, um, I think SpaceX is a great thing. I think that you know we need to get people and get back into space. Um, you know, the boring tunnel, like you know, and and the Hyperloop. I think these are great projects. I just think that the guy behind them is an egotist, egotistical psycho. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Who right, right. you know? It's like, um. But you know, nevertheless, you know, th- thank God he doesn't murder children or anything like that. Right. Like you know, like we could have oh gotten God, really, Chris. really, we could have gotten really, <laughs> really bad. Yeah, we could have gotten really bad with a guy like that. A guy like that, you know, should be you know trying to plot to destroy the planet. You know, all he's trying to do is give people electric cars. Right. So, you know, it's like we lucked out. <laughs> we, we lucked out. That guy should be a supervillain. <laughs> um. You know, right. so so we, we we lucked out. We like we were this close to Lex Luthor. All right, <laughs> all right. So um, I, I'm willing to live with that. Uh, nevertheless, uh, just you know, I don't listen to him for for my for like anything. Like you know, I, just like, I, I just like tune him out. Like he's just a corporate guy. Do I want a Tesla? It's just too expensive. I'll wait for something better. Right. Um. You know, not to mention all the other you know hidden fees when it comes to a Tesla. Um, you know, do I want the Hyperloop to succeed? Hell yeah. Who wouldn't want to go, you know, across the country in like four hours, right? Inland. It would be devastating for the airline industry. Absolutely. I mean, it's like, why couldn't we do something that cool? Right? 
Yeah. Uh, like, the airline industry is still going to be necessary for, like, you know, the international travel and all that, you know, good oh, jazz. Oh, and did you hear with the international travel? I think United. So, there's a company out of Colorado that's trying to bring oh, back. Oh, the, the Sonic Jet. Yeah. The Sonic Jets. And um, United has put in. Um, an order for 15. An order, yeah, for 15 of them. I mean, I remember and when the Concorde stopped. Um, I know. Can you imagine going to the UK and, like, four hours this is like three hours like so from New three York? and a half hours three and a half hours like it would be yeah i'm i'm that guy who was like do you remember man in the high castle like the nazis in that in the 60s yeah, were yeah. using like supersonic jets yeah right and, and because you know like they were using rockets and stuff like that and, and just like why couldn't we like have that kind of technology it's like yeah. it's like we did it's just, it just it didn't work if they can find an effective way because i think the entire point was that company um the company that was doing this was that they wanted to make it affordable like the equivalent of of other um of other like flight yeah. costs right they wanted to be like you know 300 dollars a ticket or something like that right yeah yeah right and i'm like great and they're like the way we're able to do it is just off of sheer like you know um like just sh- sheer quantity because like it's yeah. like we could do two flights in the time it takes to do one yeah Exactly. You know, it's like... I mean, uh, and I think uh, their objective is to... Um, so, I, I think when... Um, I think when uh, the Concord was going on, I think a flight was like 7,500 or 10,000 mm-hmm. a flight. Yeah. And stuff, right? And I think the objective of this... Um, of this company, Boom, is to make it more affordable. Yeah. What can I say? There's no reason why the technology can't be used to, to greatly increase you know flight speeds and then more importantly, you know. Chris, just... I can't wait for the day when we get Star Trek like transporters. Oh yeah, yeah. Just call <laughs> when that day is done. Probably oh. not in my yeah. Probably not in my lifetime. Yeah. The the only problem I have with the transporters is like like it's like who wants to be the first one to try it? <laughs> you know, uh, like uh, okay, Doctor McCoy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like it, it, it's that like you always have people like screw that. I'm going to take the shuttle. It'll take me an hour. I'll see you right. Uh, nevertheless. All right, I think do you know, even though we didn't do a, a happy place, I think we ended up getting there anyway. <laughs> we did. Yeah. <laughs> we did. Yeah. Well, that's the way we roll. Yeah. Um, and then on that note, thank you for joining us and you can't wait. You can't stop the signal, guys. See ya. Yeah. Okay. Thanks. Bye.